recording. All right. Uh, beginning of episode 12, which is a new chapter. Um, as the cleric finishes her casting, the torches in the stone room flicker out just for a moment and come back in the flare. The stone table before her, empty until the second before, now holds the naked body of a man in his late 50s. After a moment, the man opens his eyes, which are dark, small, and shrewd. He blinks once, then pushes himself into a seating position. Dark ringless father's clavicles as he turns to look at Claret, dismissing her in a brief glance, then turns towards the shadow of a man against the far wall. Graves, the standing man says, his voice a sharp rasp. Dark, leathery, leathery wings unfurl behind him as he steps into the light. Welcome back, my friend. After a pause, the resurrected scholar smiles. Patriarch Drakestone, it's been far too long. End of scene. All right, so you guys have decided you're going to go from Rossiveau to Cliff's Edge. How are you going to do it? I thought we, did we leave last time on a ship? We were about to leave. Yeah, we were, we were talking about it. Oh. We, we spent a lot of time interrupting a school. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys can take a three-day boat trip there or a five-day ground trip. So sea monsters or land monsters? Um, I, I didn't do I'd say I was on a boat, but it is a short trip. I'd say Deck and um, Zook would especially know you know, take a nice ship there would probably be about two gold a day. Um, take a hiring ship over there where you have to like do work on it. It's probably like a gold and a half a day. Uh, and then for a ground trip, you can either head out alone and just, you know, pay for any shelter if you want it. Or you can maybe even find like a caravan to travel with and maybe even make a little bit of money on the way over there. Um, how's everyone on money? I was just wondering that very question. <laughs> I'm doing all right. Pretty good. So, yeah, we all just kind of got, um, hey, sorry, we got yeah. some money from the widow. That's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's take the, uh, you know, we're feeling, our pockets are a little heavy. Let's, let's take the, let's take the fast ship. Let's. Why why uh why ride in an uncomfortable car when we can enjoy the smooth uh smooth waters of of the ocean? All right. So you guys make your way over to the port, which is in the north, obviously, if you look at the map end of the city. Um and just for sake of my convenience, you see that in dock is the Baronessa. Um, and it looks to be heading west this time, as opposed to east. Hmm. I uh, rummage through my pack and pull out my Baronessa Brew Club card. Nice. <laughs> and I look at the rest of you and I say... Uh, Good for a day pass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shall we get day drunk? <laughs> I mean, we put these cards to use. We got them. Party cruise. What is it? 
Um, I believe Zook, you got the better like the gold member pass from um, Anastas last time you were on the boat. The ones that the rest of you have is like the crappy ass uh, time cards, but the gold pass is a good one. I pull out my fancy pass. But there's no limit, so you could like get a bunch of blues for everyone. I just wanted to remind you of um, Captain Chambers' shrewd business prowess. <laughs> yeah, you guys go up and you talk to um, the. Uh, what is. Look at my shirt. Don't switch anything. Thank you. No, oh, I didn't even put these guys up there. We should do that. One second, I'm going to share the photos of these people again. Copy. Nice. Uh oh. I guess I just paste the photo in here. This is stupid. Okay. Well, Captain Chambers is a large, kind of portly, uh, fluffy as heck tabaxi. Man. Um, Orange the first mate. He is a short, dark skinned dwarf. Uh, the copper gate or the navigator is named Copper. Um, she's a female trident, and her sister is the <clears throat> uh, master gunner. Her name is Pearl. So you see uh, Copper standing on the outside or standing outside the ship, um, just on this side of the gangplank. Um, advertising for anyone who wants to go west uh, first to um, first to Cliff's Edge, but eventually all the way down to Sky's End. Uh, I uh, just kind of uh, say, Copper, is that you? Oh, hello, Di. How are you doing? Uh, Looking for a ride? Week. <laughs> oh, you know it. Um, I can't say Looking for a ride without doing a week. I'm sorry. <laughs> she says, I, uh, do you have room for four? Oh, always room for you four. Excellent. Um, Cool. We're, we're going just as far as Cliff said. <clears throat> oh, perfect. Um, usual fare is about two gold a day but we'll knock off a gold and a half for you know repeat customers frequent flyers <laughs> i mean the baroness does move very swiftly so you can almost say like we were flying across the water she says looking at a uh, group of people who like they're looking for a uh, passage as they walk past i uh I'm going to um, roll a performance check, maybe, um, mm -hmm. and just, you know, like, 
try to talk loudly about how great our last experience on the boat was. All right, do it. <laughs> Anybody that might be uh, nearby. Uh, that's a 14. 14? Okay, what do you say? Just, uh, you know, the last time we rode on the Baronessa, it barely felt like we were on the water at all. It was such a smooth trip. And this with this Baronessa Brew Club card, I felt I the savings were amazing. Ooh, um, this Percier of this older um, human gentleman who has been leading their group past and goes, oh, the Baronessa, I've heard great things about your ship. And he's talking to Copper. And they kind of begin a conversation. Copper gives you a... a approving nod and sort of gestures for you guys to go up the game plank. Um, we're leaving in about um, half an hour's time. Perfect. I don't know what happened to my voice there. Um, also, Amanda, I think I figured out what was wrong with your mic. What? Uh, you're in a Discord voice channel right now as well. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> How do you get in there? How do you press it? How do we sound now? Hey, you sound fine. You, uh, how do you sound? Can you hear me? Can you hear you? Oh, well, it's still a duplicate. Oh, okay. That was probably what you were changing earlier, is what he's saying. Yeah. That you kept changing. The... No, I was changing it on um, Zoom. Yeah, but yeah, so if you select. The but it was also Zoom, over there. Yeah. So it wouldn't. Yeah. Um, do we want to see if we can get back to the way it was, or do we just want to go? I'll listen here. We'll just go. I'll just suffer. Our brew cards, can you remind us, Amanda, what the uh, stipulations for those of us with our in passes? I don't know if I have <clears throat> notes on them. Um, I'll look. I think I just kind of made it up as we were going and made them kind of sucky, but also kind of fun. <laughs> um, but like I said, um, uh, Zook got the good one from Anastas, and uh, you'll be able, you can just go up and get drinks whenever. <laughs> yeah. Um, he heads in that direction. Yeah, all I have is everyone enjoyed the privileges that came along with membership to the Baroness of Brew Crew. <laughs> That's all I had in my notes. I think it was like the um, like early morning hours, and then you couldn't get anything within like two hours of any meal or something like that. I'm just gonna grab a grab an ale and uh, one of the deck chairs and just sort of start sunning myself. Nice. What does everyone else do? Hardy? I think Hardy's doing like breathing exercises in anticipation because she doesn't do great with boat rides historically. <laughs> uh, so she's just trying to like, I feel like she's like hyping herself up. Like she's like a little bit under her breath, like, so it's going to only be like a couple days. <laughs> Uh, Zook's gonna run off and get a extra barrel of fancy fruits. 
and bring it to the boat and go, hey, can we bring these with? Copper charge girls. Yeah, I don't have an issue with it. Okay. Just for snacks Yeah, and drink go garnishes. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Deck, anything you're doing? no, I'm probably just a little mouse on top of the soup chiller while he's running his errands. Enjoying the breeze. <laughs> All right, so the other group um eventually comes in and goes down and gets their um rooms. You guys were put into the same rooms you were in last time. I believe that was uh Deck and Zook in one room and Die and Hardy in another. So if you wanted to, you could ask for um, solo rooms, I'm sure. Uh, Copper would have given you some, because it doesn't look like it's that full of a ship this time. Uh, so everyone's sort of settled, and the ship starts its journey off. Um, takes, you know, a solid 40 minutes to actually leave the giant harbor of Russell, but once it does, it turns uh, left out of the harbor and into the um, ocean ahead. I'm going to, seeing um, Hardy's uh, nervousness, I'm going to just use prestidigitation to create a uh, scent of lavender, soothing lavender, and with a hint of ginger for seasickness. Unintentionally contrary to that, Zook is going to walk up next to her with like a bowl of like old smelling chicken and just like be eating it with a fork. The idea that like waft of like beautiful smell followed immediately by. Uh, I will subtle spell subtle spell press the digitation to make that uh, his his chicken smell like nothing. <laughs> less less not necessarily for Hardy's sake, but for everyone's sake. Community service. <laughs> um, Dex, roll me a perception check. Perception. Oops, performance. Perception eleven. All right. Um, you see a individual just, you know, doing stuff with rope, rope sailory things. Looks about your age, a little rough and tumble, worn torn. But they seem like they're doing a good job. Not that you, I mean, you don't know a little bit about ships. Do I? I know about thievery, gambling, stealing, mischievous You've been things. on your share, and you can tell if somebody is completely incompetent or not. Okay, fair enough. All right, I need somebody to roll me a d20. Um, seventeen. 17. All right, uh, the day passes without any issues. Uh, 
the sky is clear, the coast and water are relatively gentle. Um, you don't see anything pop up or do anything weird. Uh, you get to dinner, dinner's nice. Um, how many of you are just like drinking all day? Boop, boop. Okay, if I'm you're not. drinking nonstop, uh, roll me a constitution check around dinner time. Or post dinner constitution check. Check or save? Oh, save. Okay. <laughs> 14. Uh-huh. Nine. Hey, are you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say, I, I don't, I feel like she probably, Hardy probably had like a, like a drink and then realized that's probably. <laughs> All right. Um, if nobody wants to do anything else that evening, um, actually, Hardy, roll me a d20. That's a hot five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, everyone goes to bed. Uh, has a couple of like, if anyone has a dream, they're normal and eventful dreams. Um, die when you get up the next morning. Feel like a little uncomfortable, but not too bad. It's a little. Like, you little know, you drank all yesterday, but you're not like upset. All right. Um, who wants to roll me a d20 today? I can. Eight. Eight? Okie dokie. And for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Where is my D100? Right. All right, you guys. Um, a little after midday. How many drinks have you guys had between now and then? Uh, I've probably slowed down a bit on the second day. Maybe like two or three. Okay. Um, so nobody's drunk, but you guys about a little after midday see a ship approaching yours. There is, seems maybe like 20, 25 minutes away, um, if it's coming to intercept you, but it's flying a white flag. The captain? The captain's definitely not up there. You do see the first, the uh, mate though, um, What's his fucking face? Orin. Orin. <laughs> yeah. Orin. Zero Yasuk. I can speak for the captain. Uh, you see that guy, the boat out there? Uh, yep. Sure um, did. So, historically speaking, I've noticed that people really suck, and a lot of them fly white flags, and they roll up to you, and then it turns into a different flag. What do you think? Um... Well, we're pretty well armed. 
I would say. So I think we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But we'll keep a close eye on them. I'm just asking, what are they surrendering from? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it can also just be peace. It doesn't have to be surrender. True. All right, we'll just keep an eye on. Are we going to... Do we want to be like he's like I'm going to tell people to sort of be ready for anything that happens, but we'll just keep an eye on it for now. Gotcha. If it looks like they're uh, set to intercept us, um, just let me know. We'll be a little bit more ready for battle if it looks like that <laughs> circle. We'll do. We'll do. And I'm gonna fly up to like a lookout spot. Mm-hmm. Where if people should on another boat decide to start messing with us, um, sudden flying bird swords will be. Sounds good. I'm still on Zook's shoulder. You can't be a mouse all day, every day. Why not? Because you can only be at so many hours. No, because he can short rest all the time. Yes. <laughs> so sometimes you're napping, sometimes you're a mouse. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, right, right now, I'm a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, boat, you know, kind of continues on its way, getting closer and closer. Because from your vantage point, you see people are just like doing regular boat activities up top. Um, uh, they. Are, no, nobody seems like they're getting any sort of uh, do I have armory ready or anything like that in about maybe like three minutes, five minutes before it seems ready to like pull up alongside the Baronessa. You see a uh, man, a uh, halfling man in you know slightly nicer garb than the rest of the shoulder. <laughs> Sailors come up and kind of wait aboard the uh, the deck of the ship. So do I know like how far like they could would be able to interact with us from? Um, they're just outside of shouting range, probably. Uh, I'm gonna fly over. Okay. I'm gonna he land by the halfling. He goes, oh, um, hello. Hi. Hi. We're passengers on the Baroness. I just wanted to make sure you were nice. Um, I think we're nice. We were just coming nearby, uh, hopefully to speak with the captain. Uh, we saw some um, crackhead activity over about two days west from here. Did you say cracker? Kraken. <laughs> oh, what's cracking? Uh, nothing. What's cracking with you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> It's it, it's it's a you know big uh, sea octopus kind of has an attitude. It tastes better than froggy mitts. I don't know. I've never ate one. I'd imagine. Actually, no. I think frog probably just as gross as octopus. I reach into my pocket for some froggy myth and it's mostly just goo, and I just leave it there. Uh, <laughs> thanks. You just dropped it on the ground. No, in the pocket. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to come, and I was going to come over and talk to your captain, but since you came over here, I think that maybe you could just relay the information, and we can keep going, not have to stop. 
All right, do you have it in a note so I could deliver it like a note and then it could seem more official and then they can uh, know for sure? Sure, and he pulls out a piece of parchment and a quill and hurriedly scribbles down basically the exact same information he just gave you, except it also has his name and he folds it and answers you. Thanks, and I'm going to go, here's five gold for being a nice person and offering help and knowledge to other people so they don't get murdered by giant fish. Cool, thanks. Oh, well, as you fly off. Yep, and then like, we'll fly back over. Cool. <laughs> that was nice. All um, right. Oren. Yes? How did your conversation go? I was watching from here just in case things got a little rascally. Well, he's actually very nice. He was coming to tell us that there was crack in there. Crack, crack in activity afoot. And here's a note. Thank you. Hmm. He goes, interesting. Captains aren't usually uh, feisty for another couple of months, but I guess the sky woke up early. That must be why he's cranky. I would be too. Is this a, a frequent issue in this part of the seas? They're mostly seen from afar. Very rarely do they actually do something. They're any kraken that around here are very old and very lazy. <laughs> now, if you get out into the real deep waters, that's when you have to start being nervous. Do you think that it's worthwhile checking out or more a warning to avoid it? I'm sure it's a warning to keep an eye out, avoid it if possible. Uh, it's just a kraken. I mean, if we go somewhere and we hear people being attacked by one, of course we try to help, but um, why mess with trouble if we don't need to? Fair enough. And it would probably delay your trip, or it might delay your trip by a little bit. Have you ever had to fight a Kraken? I've never done it, no. Um, I've seen, you know, the tendrils, tentacles, once or twice from afar, um, stayed away. Perfectly safe. Oi. It's a big ocean. You know, it wouldn't be the first time we fought something that had pentacle-like things. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the hydra was the hydrama was heads, not tentacles, but they were on stalks. The frog emus had tentacles. Oh yes, it did. Say whatever happened to the the, uh, did we did we we never did check back on that professor um uh, the, professor the, the, the breeding program we I think professor Ren yeah I had my notes here that um he's likely going to be killed by that frog game if he's breeding he's uh... <laughs> hatching he's not breeding slightly different <laughs> he has to be less persuasive <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's only dealing with potentially one. <laughs> Doesn't have to deal with any of them when they're, you know, in the mood. <laughs> yeah, he's not doing frog hemoth husbandry. <laughs> frog hemoth is my husband. <laughs> His husband or your husband? 
Also, uh, I like that Dai's hang mild hangover symptoms manifest as jet lag. Um, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> um, can't imagine why yeah I definitely wasn't on the other side of the world a few days ago nope. <laughs> um, okay well uh, I guess we'll keep our eyes out um, and Dai's going to make a note to drink less just in case <laughs> they come across a in case of Kraken in case of Kraken I can just drink more water about that I don't think that's how that works <laughs> I do. I'm the DM. <laughs> Can I look for Pearl? For who? Pearl. Oh, yeah. I thought you said Curl. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, you can. Pearl. Uh, you find them downstairs in like the gunnery area. Is that what's called on a boat or gunnery? I don't know. That's the same thing. There's a cannons. Hey, Pearl. The boom room. Hey, Zook. How are you doing? Oh, yeah, boom room. Welcome um, to the boom room. So, there's Kraken's afoot. Hmm? Cool. And I was wondering if we get attacked by Kraken's, do you cannon Krakens? You can cannon pretty much anything. And then I was also going to ask if you knew. If there was a Kraken and it started coming towards us, if you gave me a little barrel of uh, gunpowder and I flew out like halfway between us and the Kraken and we dropped it and then blew it up before the Kraken got by it, if it would probably scare off Krakens. Um, it could. I think it'd definitely be worth a shot. It'd be pretty badass to watch. All right. We'll plan for that then. If we see one coming towards us, we'll try to spook it. Perfect. So we don't have to fight. That would be pretty great. Cool. High five. Yeah, high five. I think, yes. <laughs> I think uh, given the warnings, um, Hardy uh, offers to kind of like scuttle up into the crow's nest. Keep an eye out for any movement on the water. Uh, roll me a perception. Wah, wah, wah. It could also be investigation, I guess. <laughs> You're investigating for a broken water. Or wait, what? Do investigation instead? Yeah, you can do that. All right, better. 16. Yeah, you don't see anything up there. You can finish it. It's pretty decent, pretty calm. It's a pretty nice day. Same as like yesterday. Hopefully it'll be the same tomorrow. I uh I give some instructions also to Osgood just to watch and alert for any large movement in the water. Perfect. Uh, throughout the day he goes and takes long um sojourns across the water, bigger loops to see what's going on there, come back, report back to you. Everything seems okay. All right, what else do you guys do today? Would you have mouse? And sleep. And sleep. Okay, cool. Mouse and sleep. 
Uh, die. You do anything else? Um, I'm just gonna pull out my knitting and uh, kind of uh, just look out at the um, ocean for any sort of tentacly looking things. Well, you also do not see any tentacles. Um, yeah, so the rest of the day passes pretty well. Um, calm, relaxing, except for that one moment where you're like, are there going to be giant tentacles? And then they're like, oh, no tentacles. We're all pretty cool. Um, and then where you going? Can you get me a soda? Yeah. Um, you guys uh, go to bed for the night. Does anyone? Actually, Hardy, roll me a D20. Just a six on that one. All right. Uh, nothing weird happens. Everyone wakes up the next morning and is happy. Who wants to roll me a d20 for the day? I'll do this one. Awesome. 17. 17. All right, you guys have a calm day. Nothing happens. Looking pretty good. Uh, anyone want to do anything while you're on the ship for that day? See, this is day two. Yeah. Um, are we like close enough that we can kind of see where we're going um, to You have to shore? a full 24 hours once you hit the point in time today when you left. Uh, the Wait, isn't this day three? Gotcha. It's a three day trip, like three 24 hours. It's kind of what I was thinking about it. The day we left was day zero. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So we still are just more like out in open water. Yes. I mean, you're not that far from the shore. You guys have been able to see the shore for a lot of the time. Gotcha. You're basically just hugging the continent as you go around. Um, anyone want to do anything today? Um, just keep an eye out for things. Anything cool in the ocean? All right. Um, as it gets to the evening, Captain comes to dinner, tells you all that uh, around noon um, the next morning, you'll be pulling into the smallest harbor at um, uh, Cliff's Edge, and he'll see you guys next time. Make sure to clean up your room or Get all your stuff out of your rooms and they'll clean up after you and um, anything that gets left behind is forfeit, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. All right, uh, Hardy, roll me a d20 for tonight. Thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, nice. All right. Um, so while you're sleeping, you find yourself having that same dream or a similar dream to what you typically do. So you find yourself in a familiar grove. And to your left on a flat stone, 
you see your grandfather's moss green coat uh, carefully folded and laid to rest beside his trusty walking stick. Uh, when you turn to look for him, though, you don't find him. Instead, as in so many of your dreams, the grove only oh, or the only things in the quiet grove are a giant black stone and a unnerving wolf. What do you do? That's a wolf. Um, I think it, she's very unnerved that she's seeing this again. Uh, so she's trying to look around uh, the grove for like a nearby tree she can scale. All right, there are plenty around. There's the same one that you scale way back in your past, and there are other ones that are tall, but maybe don't involve potentially falling on that stone. Um, yeah, I think she avoids the one she fell out of, <laughs> but she's <laughs> just clambering up a tree to get some distance right now from this scene. All right, so you clamber up the tree. The wolf kind of just lets you go up and over. Um, and once you're up and safe in the tree, it adds its way closer. And just sits at the bottom of the tree and just seems to be waiting. Um, to do something. I think, uh, from her position atop uh -oh. the tree, uh, she's like, go on, get. <laughs> uh, she's trying to do that, like, uh, I don't know, that trail thing of like, hey, bear, like, make a noise. She's just trying to like get the wolf to like leave. All right. Um, the wolf sits there and watches you go through this whole big endeavor. And gain the point, uh, stands up and walks off. And when it passes behind the black stone, it disappears. And you wake up in a cold sweat. <laughs> I forget, are we in shared rooms or private rooms? I think we did shared, we shared rooms. Yeah. Are you two are sharing? I look over and I say, you okay, Hardy? She's very, she's definitely like in a cold sweat um, and is like wide awake now. Um, and I think kind of jumps when she hears your voice. Uh, and sort of very tentatively is looking around the room, almost like reminding herself of like where she is. Um, and you see her very like nervously, like running her hand over the scar on her head. Um, and she's like, yeah, I think I, I think I just need some air. And she kind of just hops up out of bed and like runs up to the deck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm ching. <laughs> um, I'll wait like 30 seconds and I'm gonna follow you up. Uh, are you just like looking out over the water or? It's, she's, she's definitely staring up at the night sky. I think Osgood is there next to her and she's almost like, uh, 
nervously like soothing oh. his feathers. Osgood is not upset, but she's like, good boy. Like, no, I'm like, yeah, I'm like uh, jumping. Yeah. Did you say, uh, uh, it's not the first time this has happened. Uh, anything you want to talk about? It's hard to explain. I mean, all of this is hard to explain. Oh, gosh. I was supposed to be keeping track of your dreams. We had this conversation before. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just remembered that. God. <laughs> oh, this is what happens when you've done 12 sessions in two years. Um, no, that's... Uh, I say... Um, so maybe I also say, uh, instead of saying that, I say, uh, I pull up my little dream, uh, uh, hearty dream journal that I've totally been keeping this whole time. The whole uh, time. And I say, why don't you tell me about it? Di, there was something that happened to me not too long ago. My family, we're all very close-knit, and for a gnome to leave is really strange but everything that happened made me feel like I had to leave I worked really hard for my family and I was so proud of the work that I did and being a hunter and a provider and there was this wolf it was terrorizing my family our clan and that's my job, is to take care of it. When I confronted the thing, I missed. And I fell out of this tree. And there was this rock, this unnatural thing in the center of this glade. And ever since then, when I fell out of this tree, and landed on this rock and got this scar, it's like I keep seeing it over and over again, this sickly black rock and this wolf. And do you believe in signs, in messages? Um, very much so. And I, it's actually funny on my character sheet, personality trait. I see omens in every event and action. <laughs> Wait, <thanks. laughs> um, I say very much so. We're all paranoid. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's. Do you think it's the gods or do you think it's something else? It's so hard to say. I mean, especially after that time when we were traveling through the jungle and my eye and everything that happened around that, it feels like something out there is watching me. And I don't, I'm used to being a predator. I don't enjoy being on the other end of that. You get used to it. <laughs> Deck the mouse is also up there. <laughs> um, I 
I, I, I believe in signs and I believe in omens, but I also believe in destiny. And I think that whatever happened was meant to happen. And whatever this gift you have is, you're meant to use it. Um, it's something I struggle with myself. I have this gift that I don't understand. And I was told my whole life was wrong. But I have to believe that I have it for a reason. And I believe that you have yours for a reason. And you just have to figure out what it is. And I think with that, um, Hardy just kind of like puts her hand over dies mm -hmm. and has like a big sigh. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, thank you. And thank you for watching out for me when I sleep because I feel very vulnerable right now. It's everybody needs somebody to watch their back. Um, and uh, I'm going to give Hardy a big hug if Hardy is open to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She does. She leans into it. Oh, nice. You're making me ship this. I think after that, um, once she's had a chance to kind of calm down, wet his cool. Um, mm -hmm head back down to try and get some more sleep. Yeah, so we should get some sleep before we get eaten by a kraken. Um, <laughs> that too. Don't want to don't want to be digested uh well tired. Have some fighting spirit left in us. That's right. God, I feel like I feel like I haven't slept in days, but <laughs> I think it's just the booze talking. Alrighty, so everyone goes back to bed. They were in bed. So, oh no, that appears from this running around as a mouse upstairs. I don't know what time is it. Uh, probably like three in the morning. Well, for four hours, has been taking an hour nap. So, need to be a mess. <laughs> Listen, as long as you're there when we're fighting. <laughs> I just like to imagine that Deck has made friends with the rats on the ship. <laughs> and it's just you guys like, are pretty cool. Like, yeah, I made some rat friends. They're pretty rad. They <laughs> hang down below decks. These are my friends. <laughs> I have my boat friends, and then you guys are my land friends. <laughs> I'll hang out with you when we're on land. It's like Ratatouille downstairs. Uh, Paul, roll me a intelligence check. Mouse intelligence check? Uh, no, because you keep your head stuff in your form. Can you believe how snugly Succotash is, and you've only had him for two days. Very smart. He Five. was crying a lot, so this is the solution so right now. <laughs> oh. He is so cute. And then our monster decided to wake up this morning, shit in the middle of the downstairs room, and then run around through the ship and decorate. 
I'm gonna go take care of What did you roll? Five. Wait, we're go- I'm gonna pause in a second so we can go feed her. Okay. And we can have a bio break and feed the puppy. And take her out. Yeah. I think, well, um, I think she needs to pee. Five? She- okay, then go. Um, I just was seeing if you recognize any of the mice from last time and you didn't know what the five. <laughs> All right. So, um, come morning. Uh, I don't know what time you get up. Zoom probably early, but closer to midday, uh, die and, um, uh, hardy wake up because you had that little slow running during the morning and, uh, morning passes without any sort of issues. You pack up your stuff out of your rooms, uh, get ready and disembark around Munich. Uh, when you get there, you're greeted by a smaller city, maybe about like a third the size of the capital, but still kind of bustling. Um, most of the ships are out, um, though some early ones are beginning to return with their catches for the day. Um, you can see there, um, there's a little sort of kiosk on the way out of the wharf. Um, it's maybe like a tenth of the size, maybe even a fifteenth of the size of the one in the capital city. Um, and you guys disembark and take all your stuff out so it doesn't become property of Captain... Chambers. <laughs> As I'm packing my stuff, I look at the strange porcelain doll and briefly consider leaving it. But then I'm like, it does have utility in my package. <laughs> I'm not. You never know when it's going to come in handy. Like, I'm 80% sure it's not haunted, but that 20% has <laughs> lingers. You, you just wait. We're going to have to pull a heist at some point, and that doll's going to. Mm-hmm. Be the thing we need. <laughs> All right. What do you guys do? Breathe in. Stand on land. Feel my get my legs beneath me. Breathe <laughs> in the fresh air. So it's Cliff's Edge. Is the city on a cliff? In front of a cliff? Is it just a cliff? Uh, yeah. It's so there's a sort of gentle incline from the east. But uh, at the west end of the city is a steep cliff, and you kind of go down um, like a switchback trail to the wharf. Um, so you don't have to switch backs um, to get to the city. Mm, okay. Um, and then, like, is Cliff's Edge known for anything? Like, is it like uh, just like a port town, or did they have like their? Like any sort of specialty, like industries or anything like that. It's mostly Not- just you know the smaller port town besides the uh, capital city. Um, it's kind of not if it's known for anything, it's known to be like sort of a relaxing vacation area. Hmm. Um, uh, a lot of people who live there have lived there for like generations. Um, there's good food. Um, it's a good place to kind of like go and recover from life, basically. That sea breeze is 100%. <laughs> I say, well, shall we go get some uh, lunch and maybe some taffy? I have coffee. Say a coffee? Yeah. yeah. All right. So you guys um, 
start making your way out of the docks um, towards the ship, or towards the switchbacks. And this uh, young man, maybe about, I don't know, more like a boy, about 12 to 15 years old. Was, uh, Hi, do you guys need a map? We have maps for two coppers. Sure. Two coppers, easy. Uh, actually, I'll flip them a silver uh, so they keep the change. I will also, uh, for a silver, I can, you know, give you guys some recommendations, circles of places on the map. Oh, that'd be great. Where you might want to go. Okay. Looking for a professor's house. Yeah, I was going to say anywhere, uh, either that we could check a directory. We're trying to come in. Uh, oh, and he kind of like goes over into his little kiosk and pulls out a, a stack of big books. He goes, is there a name that you're looking for? The pages are kind of yellowed. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, there is. There sure and, is. <laughs> there uh, sure is a name. Uh, was it Roper? Was it Gilson Roper? No, that was the one in the capital. You're looking for a Pippa Arc, right? Pippa Arc. Uh, I, 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 I knew it was the one. It's a 50 50 chance I had the yeah. book written down. <laughs> like, okay, Arc, right, Arc, right. Flips through, uh, takes the map that he was going to hand you guys in circles. Oh, on a an area that's about where the house is. Uh, you look at the address and write the address on the corner exactly. Um, and then you start to talk with certain girls and goes, uh, this one's best seafood in the area. This one has sandwiches. That's where my grandma's place. Um, you want to go there. Uh, really, really nice little cafe. And then if you have to have like a fancy evening out, uh, here's a nice restaurant. And then here's a favorite tavern for anyone who's old enough to drink, which I am not, but I do anyway. <laughs> I, oh, good for you. Uh, bad for your liver. All right, I make a note of that special tavern. Um, do you mind if we take a bio break now? I have to... Yes. I just wanted to give you guys, welcome you there, and then we were going to do it. <laughs> All right. You guys head off into the city and we take a bio break. Back. All right. So what type of place do you guys find to have lunch at? I want to go to Grandma's Sandwich Shop. Boy, I turned into a cat. Okay. You have a little cat following you guys up the switchbacks into the city. Um, Grandma's Sandwich Shop is maybe like a 10-minute walk from um, the last steps of the switchbacks. And it's a nice, cozy sort of little cafe. Um, you can order at, the, um, order at the front of the restaurants and then they call your number and you pick up your sandwiches. Um, it looks like there's a little lady in the uh, kitchen making most everything herself. Uh, those things come out pretty quickly, and it's cozy and warm, and there's like coffees and uh, uh, juices to go with it, and it's a nice little place. Nice. Uh, there's a high amount of like fried fish and uh, grilled fish sandwiches, but also just like uh, cured meat sandwiches. Cheap. There's a nice grilled cheese that comes with a um um. A clam chowder. That's their uh, lunch of the day or combo of the day. 
for you guys to order what you want and get a nice little table to sit at and chat while you guys uh, finish your food. We order the fish for deck. <laughs> Do we um want to start with like the constabulary? Actually, since we know that Pippa's already not here, and we can see if they know. That way, we don't show up at their house, and then they'll be like, "Oh well, we're guards coming by, and we noticed that you were in this house, and where's the people who live here?" Zook, I feel like this is a moment of growth for you. Yes, we should absolutely do that. <laughs> that's a that's a that is a great starting point. You're absolutely right. Um, I've just been arrested a lot lately, and it's really not <laughs> trying to be one step ahead. <laughs> All so, right. Uh, and so and so, what is um? Our uh, we're trying to find Professor Arkwright because. They're on the expedition, and we were worried that they might also be um, disappeared, correct? Is that the... Uh... Yeah, yeah, so you know that they have disappeared. Yeah, we're trying to figure out, like, if there's evidence to aid our case further gotcha. in the disappearances at large, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, well... Granny, uh, I put the push the last of my fried fish sandwich to my mouth. I said, "Well, let's go." <laughs> I run over to the granny. I go, Granny. Uh, there's like a half wall that's into the um, uh, kitchen, little kitchen area, and there's a door sort of to the side of it to get all the way in. Um, and the little lady kind of peeks over the wall and goes, uh, "Yes, young man." I go, a wonderful person at the front of town told me this map. I was wondering if you could point out for me where I would find, like, the guard station or something of equal guardiness. Well, my hands are kind of dirty, but if you walk east, you leave here, walk immediately east, go down about six blocks, and then turn to, oh, wait, no, walk immediately west. And then turn to the south and walk three blocks. It'll be right there on the corner. Can't miss it. Thank you so much. Of course, have like a great day, lady. young man. Turn around and show her my bow. Um, I please take the cat with you. I don't know how it got in here. <laughs> I scoop deck. Thank you, young man. Here, have a cookie to go. And she puts a cookie on the counter. Hell yeah. That was Connor, not Zook. <laughs> but Zook does take the cookie. All right, so you guys take uh, stuff out, uh, walk up the block away, and about to say like three or four storefronts down, uh, die. A paper bird lands in front of you. I attack it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you lunge for it. I I, I snatch it from. I would like to contest this to stick. I would. I would also like to make a dexterity saving throw on this. I'd like to. Yeah, that's fine. I give die the help action. Okay, everyone, roll me. Oh wait, are they saves? Oh, twenty-two total. Oh wait, not saves. Sorry. Yeah, pulse is an attack with your cat stats. I'm sure it has like a pound attack or something like that. And then everyone else is a save. 
except um, uh, die, you get advantage because her is helping you. Yeah, I'm trying to like scoop uh, deck and meanwhile throw a hand up at Zook. <laughs> Alright, I got a 22. I got a 23. <laughs> Plus So do I get it then? Um, I'm waiting to see what Paul's attack was. Oh, okay. Oh, 19. 19. 19. All right. So um, that goes to pounce the paper bird. And mid-pounce kind of gets waylaid by Hardy. Um, and uh, Die and Zook go for the uh, paper bird, which has unfolded itself into a differently folded folded just letter and it says Dyvica on the front. So Zuki can either grab it or notice that it's a letter for die and let die have it. Well so Zook was going to grab it. So Zook picks it up and then turns and goes to die and goes, saved it from the cat. Because that was literally just his goal was to save yeah, it. Yeah that's from what the I cat. figured it was yeah. so I was gonna let you do what you <laughs> Yeah. I, thanks thanks Zook. Uh all right. I look down at Deck and I pull out some of my yarn and just dangle it there for Deck to play with. I go crazy. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I will read the letter. Are we not? Oh, there it is. <laughs> my Chris, are we not actually friends on this? All right. It should be popping up in your DMs. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. okay all right uh, master class and um master class and guilt there all right thank you uh I had a lot of fun writing it. <laughs> well, kind of look at it and pull it up and put it in my pocket and just uh uh say, well, uh apparently I'm a terrible daughter. Um all right, so uh oh. child. No, wait, so you say that out loud? Yeah. Okay, so then I do cue in that that is a personal note, and I will not ask. <laughs> and that's... Uh, anyway, um, it, it's from my parents. Uh, apparently, news travels fast in the world, uh, as they are quite up to date on my adventures, despite me not having talked to them in quite some time. That's <laughs> concerning. <laughs> do they know? You were at the university most of the time, right? Maybe they know someone at the university that was keeping. Oh no, they they identified their sources. Um, oh. Uh, good old Helene Malakwis. Uh, How fascinating! Runs in some circles that my parents run in. So well. Oh. But she was our homie. 
I mean, she, I can't be too mad at her. She did give us a house. Yeah, that is the thing we keep coming back to. <laughs> Maybe like, boy, that family was creepy. They did give us a house. <laughs> I mean, who would have a normal people just give other people houses? And that's how you know it's a fantasy game. Homeownership. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Um, so you guys are cutting, you give them all this little information that you do give them on your way down towards the constabulary. And, you know, it's a basic constabulary, a couple stories, um, big doors in front, um, stables out in the side, backish area, side lot. Um, and you go inside and it's sort of like a green area there's a big sort of rounded desk or arched desk um and then some doors to the side and stairs going up uh that appear to be like employee only type of stairs probably all offices up there and then on the other side of the uh, desk there's stairs going down probably to like jail cells can i approach the front desk hello hi my name's Welcome Sue. to the constabulary. What can I do for you? We were wondering if we could get uh, speak with a, a commanding officer about getting a sort of a guard to come with us to see if one of something bad happened to one of our friends that we can't get in contact with, so we could possibly enter their home or try to see if anything happened to them there. That is a possibility. What is the nature of your inquiry? We sent our friend Pippa Arkwright. Hey, well, actually, it's our friend's friend, is Pippa Arkwright, because we work for Anastas. This is a professor. And so we were looking for him, and that led us to send the Pippa Arkwright something. And so we're looking to see if something happened to them. And we tried to send them a paper bird, which flies to you if you exist on this plane, and it didn't go to them. Yes, the disappearance of Pippa Arkwright, file 127348. Oh, you already know. Waiting. Waiting. Detective has been notified and will be down here in approximately three and a half minutes. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a nice day. That went well. I'd say as I go back to everybody else. Yeah. There's definitely some sort of automaton behind the counter. <laughs> Speak with representative. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've never had one of those pick up on what I was saying so well. <laughs> if they're enchanted, they're not programmed, so that helps. Did you mean Piper Arkweld? No. <laughs> Are you sure? You did not mean Piper Nardwell. Your call is important to us. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like they're aware. Uh, someone else obviously must have reported her disappearance. See, I thought that might be what they were saying, too. And I'm not sure if it's a detective already on the case or if they created a new case and that was the new number. So we'll have well, that's to ask. That's true. Yeah. And I, I had the same thought. Um... After approximately three and a half minutes, a 
uh, middle-aged dwarven man, uh, beard shaved short, comes down the stairs. And you guys are basically the only people waiting there. He goes, are you the group that uh, asked about the Arkwright disappearance? Yeah. Awesome. I'm Detective Colebender. Um, I'm in charge of the disappearance. Uh, Pippa Arkwright's wife a few days ago, or was it now? I should definitely keep a better thing about Let's say like two weeks ago, approximately, uh, the, the, the disappearance, or that day reached out to us that uh, Pippa Arkwright was missing. Um, we've been monitoring the situation, uh, but if you have anything you want to add to it, I would be happy to uh, hear you out, take some notes. We actually have quite a bit of information um, that we could share with you, and you know, hope, we're hoping you can share with us uh, what you know. Um, maybe we could also take a look around, uh, or talk talk with uh, uh, Professor Arkwright's wife. And um, this is uh, connected to a series of other disappearances, um, uh, all of all of whom were people that were together on a research trip some years back. Interesting. So some sort of perhaps mass conspiracy in his eyes trying to light up. This can make your career. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Gadget! And he goes over his shoulder. Goes, um, get a bunch of coffees and teas and meet us in the uh, conference room upstairs. And the automaton goes, yes, sir. And he, he leads you guys upstairs to the uh, conference room. Um, there's kind of a whir and weirdly fast. The either that automaton or maybe another one that looks exactly like it brings in coffee and tea and lays it on the uh, conference room table as you all make yourselves comfortable. And he goes, "So, what can you tell me?" So I, I just lay out like. Everything we know about like Anastasia's disappearance, Shear's disappearance, um, uh, R Professor Roper's disappearance, uh, uh, they're all connected to um, that expedition to the temple. Uh, the way that Malacquius. Yeah, the Malacquius tomfoolery. Changed. <laughs> yeah. Um, fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, Maybe leaving out like the well, we what we don't know to be, but the dragon stuff because that's still kind of. I'm not sure what they make of that. Yeah. I'll, I'll post up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know that Excellent. the um, part of me turned into something similar. Seemed to at least be like yeah, worshiping a similar figure. Maybe like just sort of like seems like maybe it could have been a little culty but not like exactly what type of uh, weirdness might have been going on that sort of thing that's a potential starting point certainly uh yeah, that's much more information than we had before we're something of detectives ourselves fascinating uh who employs you justice <laughs> Uh, Anastas uh, was an, um, an associate of mine. Um, uh, we we grew up together. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Well, 
also my current one of my current best friends. Great, great. Space. 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 I feel Anastasia's answer to that. <laughs> hey, he's teaching me how to read. Anastasia likes soup. I've rolled very well on that. That's true. <laughs> um. So taking all the notes, uh, which I feel as well. I'd like to be half as helpful to you all as you've been to me, but unfortunately, uh, our investigation here had come up pretty empty-handed. We are just sort of hoping uh, Pippa would, you know, wander back. Or that four cool, three cool people on their cat would show up and offer you a Best amount of additional information? Well, I mean, you, can, you always hope for that, but it rarely ever happens. What's with the cat anyway? Team mascot. Um... <laughs> I don't move. I'm just asleep. <laughs> he, he accepts that happily, almost. <laughs> Little do you know that he's been wanting to get a mascot oh, for yes. their constabulary for the past five years and nobody's <laughs> made a move on it. <laughs> he's making notes. <laughs> um, when Pippa disappeared, did anyone observe it? Did or her, Was it her wife who reported it? Uh, her wife reported it. Uh, the Arkwrights, well, the Tan Arkwrights, uh, live uh, in the west part of town. Um, it's Pippa, her wife, uh, her brother, his daughter, and their father. How old's the daughter? Five. Question. Is she creepy yeah. as fuck now? Uh, no, she's okay. pretty normal five-year-old, I guess. I don't have much uh, kid experience. Oh, no. So we um, met this guy? In another town. Trust me, you know the weird. And you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Yeah, she so didn't strike me as strange, and you know, I feel like the normal things kids do are stranger to people who aren't around kids, and so she's astronaut strange, probably. She's just a kid. All right. Has any other family been acting weird? Mm. Nope. Or at least not that I know. I don't know them really well, but no, but none of the neighbors that I asked or anything like that seemed to think anything was weird. Uh, Pippa Arkwright was working that evening, um, left work to go meet some co-workers at a bar for happy hour and uh, never returned home. Never made it to the bar either. Hmm. Hmm. We thought maybe like something had happened to her, but if you say she's not even on this plane, then I guess I get to rule out murder. Unless she got brought to another plane and then murdered. Um, but you know, like the normal type of murder. Well, do paper birds go to dead people? No. Oh. Anyone with like sheet on? Maybe perhaps the arcane knowledge of that? No, I, I, they don't go. No, for sure. No, oh, oh, shoot. Well, should be dead. So but I mean, if all the other people disappeared, that doesn't seem like she probably just got, you know, mugged or something. And, you know, yeah. we're really, really low crime area, so. We have eyewitnesses that saw them literally disappear, so. 
Interesting. Do you mind if I come? Oh, actually, no, shoot. Darn, I have a meeting too. Do you maybe want to meet um up maybe tomorrow evening? Uh we can talk. Uh we can go to the heavy head. Uh, meet at the heavy head um and talk about the case. Is that the super nice tavern? Yeah, that's the super nice tavern. Do they have rooms? Yeah. Oh, then we'll probably be there. And is that the oh, tavern great. that uh, Pippa was on the way to when she disappeared? Um. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that way I don't have to make up another one. Seems all very convenient, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, there are 750 taverns in this city. Uh, but yeah, everyone's face to go to that one. <laughs> It's a wonder that the other ones are even still in business. <laughs> they sell their alcohol to them as they run out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Each of the other bars has the one uh, heavy drinker that just sits in the corner and keeps them in business. And then the one quest giver in the other corner that's in like the dark cowl. Yeah. Every so often, uh, like once every month. Exclamation point over his head. Yeah. Permanently. Once every month they get a band of weary travelers mm -hmm. that meets this quest giver <laughs> gathered for a purpose. It, it, it's rotational though. Uh what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh so you guys make plans with the detective to meet up. Um but uh what are you going to do in the meantime? Can we have are a letter head over to the Arkwrights? Yeah, can we have a letter of introduction to the Arkwrights? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, you can just give him my card. Okay. He gives you his card. So that way, you guys can be like card buddies. I scribble a card. This is going to be Zook's new thing. <laughs> I like to think that Zook's card is just like Zook published academic paper person or something like that. Cartographer, a published academic renaissance man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you guys uh, make your way out of the uh, constabulary, and then what do you do? Um, do we want to head towards the Arkwrights then? I think at least to get some more direct information from Pippa's wife. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, um, the, the detective said there was no witnesses, right? They just vanished yeah. on the way to the tavern. But she may have some more information for us in terms of jumping off point of mm -hmm. where to look, who those coworkers were, that kind of thing. We could also do, if we want later in the evening, do a uh, walk between where they worked and the uh, tavern. I was just going to suggest that. Yeah. See if there's any like spots that look like potential witnesses could be. Like a local granny that's always on her porch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, so you guys start heading over to the art rights. Paul, I need you to roll me a perception check. 
gotta do it. Eight. Eight? Okay, out of nowhere from the right, you get hit by this really big bundle of black fur. And then there's lots of barking as it chases after you. <laughs> We're doing a chase. This thing uh, named Tali? Yep. I need you to roll. To roll. What do I need to roll? Are you rolling with Duncan stats? Yes. All right, so you got a minus two to dexterity. <laughs> um, that's generous. <laughs> All right, um, so the dog takes off after you're chasing. Roll me a d20. I feel like I didn't run very far. Well, what do you try to do? roll over. <laughs> Can I try to also uh, make an animal handling check to try and intercept the dog? Yes. Um, the dog attacks you. That is a because he already hit you. Oop. Not my best. Only a nine. Alright. Um, Can I grapple check the dog? The dog that is a 18 to hit. That hits cats. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure hits a cat, yeah. Um, that hits me, it hits a cat. <laughs> that is five points of piercing damage. I think that takes me out. All right. One sec. One sec. So with that bite yeah. into your two. kitty belly, <laughs> all of a sudden below this dog, this like 35 pound mangy black street dog, is a now a giant, uh, uh, or a part giant, and the dog looks incredibly confused. And then it starts <laughs> wagging its tail and looking in your face. I go down and pet it, give it a few treats. Yeah, so the treats. Dog is a vicious cat murderer, but <laughs> likes people. <laughs> <laughs> Some dogs just don't like cats. Also, the question, did we leave Lyle at home, or is Lyle with us? Lyle can fly. Yeah, I assume Lyle's, like, on Zeus' shoulder, so he wasn't in the uh, prey. Line of fire. Line of fire. <laughs> for good uh, For good measure, though, Lyle kind of, like, touched part of his body behind Zeus' head. <laughs> Doesn't Lyle also have, like, little dragon scales, too? Yeah. I think the dog, the dog would be very concerned, more concerned about what that is rather than trying to attack him. Yeah, more bark plus bites. <laughs> what are you? All right, what do you guys do? You got a happy or a confused, but calm down, dog on deck. <laughs> Your guys are in the middle of the street. Do you want to be our friend? The dog just kind of wags the tail. Kind of climbs off of deck, sits down, starts scratching his neck, gives his paw a little lick and some juice. 
All right, follow us if you want to be our friend. Okay, the dog gets up and goes back to sit in front of the uh, building that looks like he has been <laughs> sleeping in front of. Okay, see you later. The dog Actually, watches you go. And does it look like a, is it like a house? It's like a shop. Maybe like his owner is either in the shop or his owner is the owner of the shop. What kind of shop? It's like a sensory shop. Nothing. It doesn't and like if my brain's now stuff. working, that's just normal stuff then? Yeah. Okay. All right. It's like Fantasy Target, but small. has a whole bunch of different things, but nothing too exciting. That looks like some place we'd walk into planning to spend five gold and spend 50 gold. <laughs> <laughs> we want to keep heading towards the Arkwrights then? Yep. All right, you guys head over there. Uh, you get to the house. It's a nice sort of moderate sized house. Um, it kind of looks like uh, there's a separate set of stair- stairs on the side that go into like a, uh, this, it's like a duplex, sort of like a modified duplex, fantasy duplex. I will approach the front door and uh, do a shave and a haircut. All right, after a moment, uh, the door opens and you see a uh, tiefling woman in her uh, mid-30s. She has uh, like daffodil yellow skin, um, blue hair, and she goes, oh, yeah, can I help you? Hi, we're looking for the Arkwright residence. Uh, this is it? Hi. Uh, we're friends of Anastas. Do you know Anastas? Uh, I do not know any Anastas, no. They are a former colleague of um, your spouse, I believe? Uh, yeah. I, yes. Hi, um, I'm Vista. Uh, Vista Tana Arkwright. Um, How would you spell you that? No. V-I-S-T-A. T-A-N hyphen Arkwright. Okay, so that's the last name hyphen. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, well, yeah, uh, come in then. And she opens the door, steps out of the doorway to let you guys in. I really appreciate it. Yeah, well, I would appreciate uh, any help trying to figure out what happened to my wife. The police have been uh, not helpful at all. I was well, thinking about the nice way to put that, and that's about as good as I can muster. <laughs> I was thinking fucking incompetent, but then I settled for not helpful at all. Yeah, that tends to be a realm, universe, plane similarity. <laughs> Happens everywhere, I guess. Well, we're investigating the disappearance of Sharon and Nostis already, and we think that they might all be connected. So we will also try to find, of course, your spouse. Uh, yeah. Uh, who? Sharon and Nostis? Yeah, they're former you... colleagues. Why don't we start at the beginning, and you guys can like fill her in. Just tell me if there's anything you leave out. Uh, the yeah. propellers start turning, and <laughs> yeah. Um, would... did your wife ever talk about 
any of these trips that she took or for university days? Well, we've only been married for like three years. Um, I know that she went on like study trips at university, but you know, never really asked about it. It's been decades since she's been there. Yep. Uh, she didn't bring it up much. Uh, you know, she just kind of works in bureaucracy now. So, what kind of work does she do at the moment? Uh, she works in, um, you know, local government. She does work with the uh, uh, ship guild. Were they what? Was she acting at all strangely in recent times? Any concerns or anything like anything strange? I mean, just your normal work concerns. Um, she had been sleeping a little bit, like moving around a little bit more in her sleep, a little more restlessly, but she didn't mention any dreams she remembered or anything. Um, would you know the path that they would take from work to meet at this tavern? Uh, yeah, actually. Okay, do you guys promise not to think I'm a crazy person? Sure. I promise not to say I think you're a crazy person. It's good enough. And she takes you sort of into like the dining room area and like there's basically like a map of the city put up with a X Hey, Sylvia. <laughs> the building uh, on one building and an X on another building that matches on your map to the uh, fancy cavern. Well, I just have one question. Yeah. Was this before or after they disappeared? Definitely after. Okay, then you're not crazy. This is a, this seems like a reasonable response. Okay, yeah, because the police weren't doing anything. I had to take matters into my own hands. Yeah, it's not like you're running around at night dressed as like a bat and trying to take your own justice. Exactly. Who does that shit? Vigilante. People with too much time and money. Um. Anyway, yeah, so here is the path that she took, or would have taken that evening. I don't know how far I forgot at it. Um, I looked, of course, when she didn't turn up, I went and looked at it that next morning. I didn't see any sort of signs of a scuffle or anything like that. Um, but I did ask around. Um, I have some here, and she gives you some sheets of paper, and they're like notes, like conversation with person one and conversation with person two. And like these are notes of when I talked to her coworkers that she was meeting. And this is notes from her coworker um, that uh, she left before, like she left before that person left work. So they're the last ones to see her. All these are the people that were expecting to see her later. Um, uh, these are people who, you know, this is a bartender, he didn't see her. Um, I don't even know why, it's a blank piece of paper, this is a bartender on the top. Um, yeah, so uh, I've been asking around. Did you uh, interview people uh, that lived in the houses along the way or ran businesses? Um. 
I didn't interview anyone businesses because you know, most of the businesses had been closed for the day. That's more of like a, a government sort of nine to five business area until you basically get to like the block of the um, tavern. tavern. Um, I did ask interview the people who live above the bar, uh, the bar who live next door to the tavern. And they had no idea what I was talking about. So you know, she's, she steps out when you see her. Um, so what does she look like? Uh, you know, she's about six and a half feet tall. Um, looks kind of like stone, green hair. Distinctive. Mm-hmm. She's a urchinasi. So usually when people see her, you know, they tell, they tell you, or they'll be able to remember it. Not like when you see like, I don't know, some random Joe off oh. the street. Is, would you describe Pipper as capable of defending themselves? little bit i'm more of the uh more of the defending themselves type of two of us but you know i don't i don't think like a normal like thief could get the best of her walking to and from somewhere gotcha i'm just asking because you said you looked for a scuffle and like if, if they're like a super like not really gonna create a scuffle then maybe that would not be as much but if you think that they would put up a scuffle then that makes more sense yeah um unless somebody like has a spell on her to knock her out or something there would be a scuffle i think i don't know now i'm wondering if maybe i should have looked a little harder well, they could have also used magic to cover up the scuffle, so we might not have been able to find anything anyway. Well, and don't let Zook discourage you. Um, well, I'm not trying to be discouraged. Oh, no, no, just we've seen, we have eyewitnesses that saw the other people literally disappear. Just, yeah, poof. Shit. So um, don't, don't beat yourself up about missing signs of a scuffle, because there probably wasn't one. A lot of things to be tied to something that bigger and I think what we're hoping to understand is what connects all of these folks who've gone missing and what was the center of their work uh, that would have had this impact. Um, do you know if Pippa ever kept anything from her college days? Um, we've been fortunate enough to find a little bit of research from some of the other members of their party who were impacted. Um, but it would go a long way to help us piece this together uh, if you had anything of hers. Uh, we could possibly in the cellar, I know she brought, well, this is her family home. So there's some boxes and stuff of like her schoolwork and things going back, you know, through elementary years, through college, post-college years, um, we could go down and look around. Let's do that. Sounds great. All right. So uh, do you guys want to have like a beer or waters, take waters down with you or beers? 
Um, can we get a couple? Can we get a couple of mugs for coffee? Yeah, sure. We can get coffee too. So, uh, so we'll take you guys sort of into the kitchen area first. You guys can get whatever you want to have to drink while you dig through boxes. Uh, you get down there and you see the time of why she decided that you guys needed to fortify yourselves to do it. There's a whole bunch of boxes, none very clearly labeled. <laughs> you pretty much have to open up things, dig around, try to figure out what it's at, especially with the things that are mostly um, documents, trying to figure out what they were about. It's all written in Ashkenazi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all written in Primordial, which is, like, <laughs> which is weird because Primordial isn't really written that much. <laughs> Um, um, roll me investigation it. checks. Yeah. Uh, I'll give um guidance to um myself. I got a sixteen. That's a uh, ten for me. I roll so good on like intelligence checks with Zuki, even though he's so dumb. I got like a minus <laughs> one and I always get like a 17 or something. <laughs> <laughs> so 17 for Zook. Uh, Paul, are you going to roll? Yeah. Uh, 15 <laughs> for me. Oh no, I was I was I rolled a 17. I'm a minus one. Oh, That's 16. 15. Okay, what did you roll? Uh, 10. Okay, okay. Um so after um, a couple hours, it gets into the evening. You guys have found a few boxes. Um, uh, die and Zoo, you feel pretty good about the ones that you pulled out. Um, Hardy, you got a couple other possibilities. So you take them upstairs to do like some uh, more in-depth searching through them. But you've found things like about the right era, some of the stuff that's like is on the particular classes. You see some notes on Creeping Umbra. Like, okay, let's bring it upstairs, sit down somewhere nice, go through them a little faster. Um, you go upstairs. Uh, uh, you and upstairs is uh, see an older man in his uh, late fifties, kind of putting together dinner. And go, oh, uh, this stuff. You have you have friends here. And Vista goes, uh, yeah, these people are um, friends of Pippa's. They're helping me try to figure out where she might have literally apparently disappeared to. And he's like, oh, well, uh, good. Uh, hi, I'm um, Nigel. I'm Pippa's father. Um, here, let me, uh, I'll toss a few more chicken breasts into the onto the grill and or unless somebody doesn't eat chicken anyone not eat chicken here i'll just make a bunch of stuff and he makes a bunch of tosses together and extra salad some fish chicken um and as you guys begin to go through um maybe like 10 minutes later there's like a smart support of food in front of you and um give me another uh another roll Investigation. Okay. Gonna guidance myself again. I got a 16 again. <laughs> I got a 10 again. 16, 10. 
Okay, uh, Zook, you're able to find a group of notebooks that look like they're um, a day-to-day -day notes on what uh, the team was doing each day um, during the last, the last, the second last, the last, and uh, the one third last, last, second last, and last, so the last three <laughs> uh, trips that Pippa took to the Creeping Umbra. Um, it says sort of what each of the different people were doing each day, just quick notes. Um, looks like it was used mostly for um, Professor Malakwis's edification. Um, the last one was one with um, uh, Anastas. Um, just to kind of keep track of what everyone's responsibilities were and whether or not they achieved them that day. Um, and you'll see like, um, yeah. So we've looked at um, other people's notes for this expedition. Um, is there anything, I guess, since we already have a lot of the information, I think what Dai would do is focus on things that are different. Is there anything different uh, in these notes that maybe isn't present in other notes? Um. Um, yeah, there's a little more discussion of sort of what the people who were on the trip, sort of like their perspectives, um, their uh, moods each day. Um, it seems like uh, Professor Malakius would get a little bit more standoffish throughout the trips. Um, not like from trip to trip, but like once he spent more than like five or six days there, he would get a little testier, a little more standoffish. Um, and then um, the only other person that uh, Pip Arkwright uh, overlapped with was Amastus, though. She doesn't mention the same um, sort of mood swings with the Gnostis, though Gnostis is one giant mood swing normally. So. <laughs> All right, so you guys eat and you read. Um, and roll me a perception check. Bentidos. Uh, 21. 19. All right. Uh, you guys hear um, the front door open and then close. And as you look up from the kitchen, um, a tall woman with stone skin and green hair walks in, uh, leans down and kisses Vista on the cheek and goes, oh, good afternoon, honey. I decided not to go to the uh, pub after all. Oh, did you guys already eat dinner? And that's what we're under for the night. <laughs> is that Pippa Arkwright? What? Did they just come back? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just phased back into reality. What? So let just just so that we're all clear, um, we're all pretty sure Anastas is in the middle of that temple right now, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah we're kind of. 
person non grata or whatever for going back I'm there too. I'm going to assume he's on the toilet. <laughs> he was um, just taking a dump the whole time. Strangely, I don't have to poop anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I've already pooped, but there's no poop in this one toilet. I should tell. Uh, I, I, I should tell my good friend Zook about this. Where's my best friend Zook at? Zook. <laughs> Zook <laughs> like, poop disappeared. <laughs> of course, Zook is still here. Zook's probably just waiting outside because we're best friends. Yeah, what we left out was uh, when we first went looking for an office. I noticed that they hadn't flushed, so I flushed for them. <laughs> Kept it a secret this whole time. It's private. Yeah. For, for some reason, in my head, I just translated that into the old stupid, like, you know, there's one there's one set of footprints on the beach. It was when Jesus carried you. When <laughs> where, where there was a flush, that is where Zook carried you. Yeah. <laughs> I... It, I'm too tired to actually make it like good and funny, but yeah, I'm glad that you're there with me. <laughs> I got the hankering for a joke, but not quite the uh, execution. My brain, my brain is 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 in first gear, and it, it refuses to shift up. Yeah, I had a really long work day too. 